welcome back to the Kicking Post Podcast for episode 7. Yes. Um, we've been gone for a minute, and we're back. We're back. But this is a more chill episode tonight. Um, kind of just go into nothing too in particular, just maybe recent stuff that we've come across. Uh, specifically, I wanted to talk about uh, value of rookie picks mm. and how much weight should be given to them in trade value in Dynasty. Um, but yeah. That's where you're... That's, that's where we had... That's where picks. my headspace is. Yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, recently, me and, me and Amal are in a couple of different leagues together. And one league, I have sold all my picks for all the good players possible. Uh, um, and disclaimer. now I'm trying to get picks back disclaimer a few of the deals were solid but a lot of the deals were quite heavily weighted in Otto's favor not Otto's fault of course but yes sir but uh yeah I just I just send the trades bro they they, they gotta accept them yeah it's not a hey, we're all adults here and if somebody wants to give away arguably the best fantasy asset for change then that's not that's not your problem hey you're the one who yeah, yeah. Come you got you, you got but it to work. Granted, I did win the league, that league, without him. Yes, he didn't play. This is true. He didn't play a single game for me. Pretty upsetting. But well, you got one out of him, but I don't even know if you started him. Oh yeah, I think it was week six. No, no, I it wasn't week six. It was like late. It was late. It was like week twelve. It was the one before he injured his shoulder. He played that one for you, nine, unless you sat him. Nine, yeah, nine, not six. Not, yeah, he definitely played for me. You know, if Christian McCaffrey plays, you play him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, to counteract your point, I have a bunch of leagues where I either stacked up on youth and try to keep picks in my pocket, or I did the same as Otto and kind of like lobbied the future for an immediate win. Which I did do in one league, and um, I didn't really go trying to acquire rookie picks this year because I don't, I don't have enough assets to do it without it being. Um, people aren't willing to really make that those trades with me without them trying to roster take my whole roster for the picks. But I find myself, I guess you could call it FOMO. I think it's kind of what we fall into with the rookie picks, especially because. We're willing to give a little bit extra to get into the draft when in reality it's kind of the worst time to buy picks because people could kind of sense that FOMO. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, as, I, as I've said, I've in, in our main league, I have mortgaged all my picks up until all relevant picks anyway. I, I still have like a fourth round this year and whatever. Not that I'm going to get steal there you know um but i've mortgaged my picks till the 2023 draft um and here i am trying to trade derrick henry for a couple picks here or maybe even dalvin cook um kind of make make moves that way i guess i mean it's just if if the value is there i'm gonna take it or i'm gonna try and get it if not, I'm not going to force it. Then I just miss out on a good time. Well, you kind of have to give a little bit, deal. a little bit of backstory into your roster, though, because yeah, you're trying to sell those guys, and 
for people who don't really know what the roster build is, you right, you right, have right. you definitely have the I have a win now roster. Yeah. Very win now. I have this is a two quarterback league, PPR with uh hundred plus yard bonuses and a three hundred uh bonus for the quarterback. Correct? I think so. I think I think that is the settings. Okay. And um my roster consists of my two quarterbacks are Russell Wilson and recently traded Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that was this offseason. Thank you, Amal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and McCaffrey are my two running backs and my flex. Then I have Diggs, Galladay, Tyreek as my three receivers, and then I have Darren Waller. Sheesh. Uh, only... Only two, three, three of those players are originally mine. Four, if you count Diggs, but I traded Diggs away, and I traded and I got him back. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, my bench is awful, so I don't even need to go into that. But I, I, I traded all my picks away for McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Darren Waller, all my young assets possible. They were like. Debo Samuel, uh, Claypool, others. I don't even remember. I've made so many trades in this league. Um, but now I find myself wanting to be in the draft, but for the right price. Like, I wouldn't go crazy. Um, like I, I, Before we started the podcast, I was talking to them all about uh, trying to trade for CEH and two first-round picks for Derrick Henry. And the kid didn't budge because he, he's more in a rebuild situation himself. So, I mean, I understand that. Plus, he understands the value a little bit better, too. I feel like he he's one of the more educated fantasy players we have in the league. Um, he plays in a yeah, couple of high-stakes leagues. So, he understands, like, even though Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, the value he could get out of CEH, the 103, and, and the 108. And the 108. It's the eighth pick. As a rebuilding team, also benefits it more than just lobbying it all for Derrick Henry. Yeah, my my, my whole strategy there was to draft. Uh, so I know for a fact that the one in this league is going for Trevor Lawrence to quarterback league. You take the best quarterback available. That's going to be in the best situation possible. Uh, if you're especially if you're trying to win this year, and who, the guy who has the 101 is in a win now position as well. Uh, we'll see how Deshaun Watson uh, thing turns out. Mm. Not looking good, though. No, not at all. Um, and then Amal has the second pick, and depending on where uh, Najee lands, he'll be either taking him or Jamar Chase. That's what I'm feeling based on the moves I've made. I mean, before, it was definitely a quarterback situation, but I've made mm-hmm. quite a few moves in the offseason to kind of shore up that position that I'm no longer looking at a Zach Wilson or a um, Justin Fields unless Justin lands on a pretty awesome team uh, before it was definitely a quarterback was there because I think I was looking at Justin Herbert and was it Tua? You had Aaron Rodgers. No, before before Aaron Rodgers. Uh, before that? I have no idea. And I think it was um, Baker. It might have been Baker or Tua. And I, Baker sounds more right I th- than Tua. I think I had Baker and I traded him for Aaron Rodgers. Um and then I traded Aaron Rodgers 
to auto for Matt Ryan and Cooks, which I like that deal. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Not yeah, not Dalvin Cook. Brandon Cooks. And um, I made a deal for Dak that I lost for sure, but I definitely wanted Dak on my roster to pair with C.D. Lamb going forward. Um, I pretty much traded for all the quarterbacks that, except Rodgers. I traded Rodgers, but I traded for Ryan and Dak with expectations of um, very prolific passing offenses, possibly. Um, Atlanta's getting press about possibly drafting Kyle Pitts at the four, and before that, Dallas um, Jerry Jones was obsessed with Pitts based on multiple reports. So I was like, if I could get rosters with two number one receivers, pretty much, and one of the most athletic tight ends to come out in a decade, I'm going to jump on getting those quarterbacks in a super flex league. Um, well, unless the Cowboys trade up, they're not touching Kyle Pitts. I agree with that. Um, they would have to make a move. But yeah, so uh, this was my strategy. I'd live with whatever. When you didn't take, I would draft them at the third. And then with the eighth pick, if it gets to it, I will dra- I'd draft probably Justin Fields because I-, I think a lot of people would uh, sway away from him. Basically, whoever the Niners were going to draft is who I was going to draft because they're going to sit behind Jimmy for a year. And I'm okay with that because I, I also have Jimmy on my roster. Um, also, on my other quarterback, uh, other than Aaron Rodgers, I do have Jordan Love sitting mm-hmm. behind him as well. Um, so that would either be my strategy, and if if it was Mac Jones, God forbid it's Mac Jones, um, I maybe I don't know. There'd be f- what the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Uh, there's three other quarterbacks. I don't think anybody took, would take Mac Jones in the first round, to be honest. Well, yeah, I'm saying uh, Trey Lance. Justin Fields mm-hmm. and then Zach Wilson yeah. would be the three that I'd have to avoid. Um, and if not, I'd have to pick Mac Jones. Um, or, because I feel like Kyle Pitts is going to be in the mix somewhere there, especially being listed as a tight end and the tight end position being so slim. Yeah. Slim? Yeah, it's a, there's um, slim pickings there for sure. Um, I feel like it would either be a good move to get a quarterback there or even if Pitts lands there. I mean, I have Darren Waller, but Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts looks really good. Yeah. He looked good at Florida. He looked good at his combine. He looks good all the time. Who knows? I don't know. I barely know what he looks like, to be honest. But I'm sure he gets bitches, so. He, he is kind of... He is pretty much a wide receiver build at the tight end position. Um, I think it's mainly height and his ability to block that allowed Florida to kind of like keep him in that tight end position, but he is a mismatch there. Um, He's kind of built like an outside receiver, and his speed was what really jumped off the page at his pro day that has teams thinking about taking him that early. Like Atlanta needs a lot more than a tight end, but is every once in a while you end up with somebody with that kind of talent at that position. He would be a mismatch for linebackers all day. So. Oh, well, not all linebackers, though. Okay, here we go. Which which uh, Niner linebacker wouldn't have a problem with him? I was going to say Levante David, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, best coverage linebacker. Okay, I'm just saying. Fred Warner, baby. He is n- Fred Warner, baby. He is not your usual tight end. Like, a lot of tight ends beat you off of skill and stuff like that later in their career, of course, um, and aren't the physical specimen. 
like um like a Kelsey, he's not the same athlete as what Pitts is gonna be coming out of college. Um, sure, dude. That, that man's always open, though. He is always open. That's the thing. He's a I don't great know how runner. he's always open, but um, and then like athlete-wise comparability, I would give him like a Kittle comp, but he's taller, I think, and also has like and doesn't block. As well. And does he, he doesn't block as well, and he has more measurable athletics in terms of like vertical. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. broad jump stuff like that. Of course, speed. So. He's kind of a souped-up uh, athlete at a position. So if you could get your hands on him in the rookie draft, unfortunately, the hype is there. You won't be able to get him probably anywhere in the back end of the first anymore. But you kind of have to gauge it. for me, though, because yeah. then I'd be able to get the... But this is all hypothetical, and he, he declined my trade as, any, anyway. So... Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, what what are you trying to target now? Like, you don't have a draft to really look forward to yet unless you make more moves. Um, but I'm still struggling with that 1-2 pick uh, until the actual draft happens, which, barring anything crazy, we will be putting out um, pretty much our live reactions to the NFL draft uh, April 29th, right? That's when the draft is. We'll have something going up for that for sure. But until the actual landing spots are set in stone, it's all speculation. Like, I like Najee at two if he goes to Pittsburgh. But if Najee lands in, like, Seattle and they didn't cut Chris Carson, then I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. Well, they, they just signed him to a two-year deal. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have him locked in. They didn't let him walk. Um, mm-hmm. Or if Najee ends up in a very um, crowded backfield like uh, Arizona right now, where, like, he's expected to be the guy with the most workload, but... They didn't sign James Conner for no reason, or you know, situations like that. Then I'll probably look somewhere else at the one-two, or I try to trade back. Cause in reality, the guy I really want out of this rookie pick, um, rookie draft is Pitts, um, and I just can't see myself taking him at the one-two, no matter where he lands. Even though I probably I mean, should. You could trade back. That's the aim, but nobody wants to trade back with me. I've kind of built the roster on um, a lot of youth and depth and seeing who will pan out. Um, I do enjoy the roster quite a bit. I lost a little bit of running back depth to acquire Dak and Cooper Cup because I was like, I need to sure up, um, have a more consistent wide receiver in my wide receiver three slot. I didn't want to continue banking on Marquise Brown to produce. Or Jerry Judy to, to produce. I want to give him a little bit more time to figure out his situation in Denver. See if he meshes with Drew Locke this year. Or if Denver decides, you know what, Justin Fields slipped to us, let's take him. I'd love that. At 1-2, I'd probably end up with Justin Fields if he goes to Denver. Because the weapons in Denver is pretty nice. So, Well, I, I think we'd have to we'd have to wait and see how Cortland Sutton looks before we jump jump uh, on that wagon. But Noah Fan is spectacular. Kitzer um, Hamler came on late last year. Um, Judy, even though we didn't really like how he played most of the year, he had games that, that kind of showed you why he was an early-round pick. Um, First-round rookie pick last year. And then uh, they went out and... Um, who's the free agent receiver that was playing pretty much out of his mind for them last year? Um, or was it a third-rounder? Somebody who just kind of came out the blue, caught a bunch of touchdowns. Um, Deshaun Hamilton? No, it wasn't even him. It's the other guy. 
Yeah, I played Sean Hamilton too. I gotta look at their wide receiver depth chart. I got a Tim Patrick. Yeah, Tim Patrick. He had a great year. Um, for what he was expected to be. So you put Justin Fields with those kind of weapons, I feel like it's it it could be a really home run move for for an athlete and a quarterback of his caliber. So it would have me reconsidering that one two pick again, but in an ideal world, um, I have an offer on the table for it. I just have to kind of find a way to make it work if I decide I don't want to draft anybody at that one two necessarily after the, the draft happens. I have a pretty solid deal. It's Terry McLaurin plus a player. I might just have to add something to it, but um, I'm looking I'm sorry, at what, what is this we're talking about? My, um, a trade for my one two pick. Terry McLaurin and what? It would be Terry McLaurin and possibly Kelsey for the one-two, but I'd have to trade something else also. I'd have to yeah, I was about to say, that's a little too much. I'd have to find a player to go with it. So, it'd be like... It's really interesting that he'd want to get rid of Kelsey. What? It's very interesting that he'd want to get rid of Kelsey. He doesn't want to. I said that I was looking at his roster and that's all I would take for the one-two is McLaurin and Kelsey, and I know I'd have to add something. Um... Which I don't want to add what, Hawkinson. What, what on my roster exactly? <laughs> what on would you want for the 102? Just out of curiosity. I don't know if there's some, like, your players, there's, you don't have, like, a I know guy. You have a really big man crush on Darren Waller. You don't have a young guy that pairs well with somebody else that'll make the deal work. Like, I already looked at your roster when you said you were trying to make deals to get in the draft. And, um, like, your wide receiver is the only wide receiver that is Tyreek Hill, and I don't want to do a one-for-one for for that. Plus, you would never give up Tyreek Hill for just the one-two. Um, his... He has the opportunity... I was about to say, he has (laughs) the opportunity to, like, win you a a week by himself. You don't get those types of players every, every draft. Um... Yeah. Even though Stefan Diggs went crazy, I'm still not interested in owning him for the one-two. Yeah. Um, he was on my roster for all of probably like 24 hours. Maybe not Two even. Days. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not really a huge Galladay fan. And then you look at your running yeah. backs. I'm not really looking to add those running backs because I'm trying to play all my youthful running backs this year. I want to try out the trio of um, Taylor, Swift, and Dobbins in my position. You got to be careful with Swift, though. Apparently that boy can't block. Yeah, they can't block, can't play. They are worried about his blocking. You are right. Um, and yeah, then that boy carry on apparently is really, really good at blocking. Yeah, but they still didn't give him the run. Um, it's but again, it's a new coach, so yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see how they have things pan out there. Um, but that's that's where the one-two comes into effect. Even if I go out and get Najee, now I'm back to having arguably four starting running backs. And then I could piece together the rest of my roster. But yeah, unfortunately, nothing on your roster would jump out to have me, like, trade the one, too. Um, Something we could talk about, um, me, you, and Chris, we could definitely talk about a three-way trade. Because he is also interested in Galladay. Okay. But Like, very interested in Galladay. Okay, but how do you piece together a three-team? Like, obviously, my one-two goes... But like, let me just dabble around and then you know what I'm saying. It, it, my one two would leave, and there'd have to be another player who enters the deal for me, obviously, um, for it to work. You'd send Galladay, 
damage. But the thing is, he wants the one two for a reason. He doesn't want yeah, a yeah, player yeah. from me necessarily. Um, he's hoping the Bengals take Jamar Chase, and then he wants Jamar Chase. But if the Bengals don't take Jamar Chase, he doesn't want the one two. Right, that makes sense. And I was like, okay, we'll wait till closer to to like our draft day to see what's going on with that because I understand his apprehension. He wants his boy on his team. So um, just out of curiosity, you value the 102 more than McLaurin? Um, yes, because of what I could get there. Yes. Um, I do love McLaurin as a player, but I. But I feel like McLaurin is is uh, already kind of like proving himself with lesser quarterbacks. He is. And this is this is someone talking about McLaurin, and I don't even like McLaurin. You know that. Yeah. I've talked about it before. Um, I'm not a big McLaurin fan. He's just not as good as DK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, anyway. Uh, he's not as good as DK, and I've just never been high on him, never been high on his situation, but as his situation seems to brighten, I thought you'd be higher on him. And I, th- I mean, I wouldn't be super against a 102 trade, because I think McLaurin will be in a better situation moving forward than someone who drafts uh, Jamar Chase, say it's the Bengals. How is Burrow going to look coming off an ACL tear? I mean, Heineke looked really good in his playoff game against Brady. I agree. They're just bringing in Fitz. They're just bringing in Fitzpatrick. You know, Fitzpatrick revives. He revived Devontae Parker. Imagine what he's going to do with this young stud. Like, I get. I feel like. I get your. And angle. if they, if they, they, I think they have what the eighth pick or something. What pick does Washington have? Uh, I don't remember. They were trying to trade up. Yeah, say they trade up, they get Trey Lance, and you're looking at a very dangerous offense. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. Like, it'll just open up better for him. So I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that you're the th- not okay one, 102 for McLaurin straight up. doesn't intrigue you at all. The thing is, I know what he wants at 102, and Jamar Chase is the guy who had Justin Jefferson playing as a secondary receiver. Like, people forget that he won the Blitnikoff at age 19. Like, he sat out a year and then it's just, oh, yeah, he kind of disappeared off radars until his pro day. But he does have the speed, the height, the athleticism. And wherever he's going, he's getting drafted to be the number one guy. It all, Again, it depends on landing spot. Because if he lands in Miami, I don't know if Tua will unlock that talent um, necessarily. I mean, if he landed in Atlanta, he's not the number one guy. No, if he lands in Atlanta, he's which... He's the number three guy. He's he's not... Yeah, he's not landing in Atlanta, though. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like, hypo- hypothetically yeah. speaking. Because you said wherever he lands, he'll be the number one. That's just not true. If he lands in Carolina, he's the number one. I think he oh, he jumps the, yeah. DJ Moore, DJ unfortunately. Moore, um, Noel Moore's just not built like a number one receiver. Yeah. Um, if he lands in Miami, he's the number one, but... I still don't know what the, to, to make of Tua. If he lands... Where? What else? Which other teams are in the top 10? I know the Niners aren't taking him. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, yeah, Niners is QB. The first three picks are QBs. 
straight up, no question. So we're looking at four through ten. Um, I'm pulling up the draft order right now. Okay. So we'll be able to get a better look at who's picking in the top ten. All right, so we got the Bengals at five. Well, Falcons four, Bengals five, Dolphins six, Detroit at seven. That's where he's been tied to a lot too. That would make a lot of sense considering they lost Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. They might have to jump um, up in the in the um, in the draft to get him though, because it's there's a lot of smoke saying that Miami at six, you know. Um, yeah. But if he does slip to Detroit, he's the number one there with Goff, um, Swift in the backfield. It's a very youthful team. They might be looking to draft a quarterback in the next year. Um, or there's still some mocks that have Justin Fields going to Detroit at that pick. But who's after Detroit? Uh, Carolina, then Denver, then the Cowboys. Denver is not, not taking him. Top, top 10. Um, I'd be surprised if the Cowboys took him, but... I don't know. You never know. You could end up with Michael Gallup getting moved on draft day, and you you you. Mark Cooper getting traded, or yeah, you could end up with a Cooper, CD, Chase trio. That would be insane, but also kind of like a poor use of assets because you could address other positions on the field, Um, like their terrible defense. Um, they have their terrible defense. Um, their lack of corners. I'm not sure Blake Jarwin is is good yet. He he was supposed to be the guy, um, and got hurt. Dalton Schultz covered pretty well, but they do have an obsession with Pitts. If Pitts doesn't go as early as expected, I feel like they'd go. There's no way he makes it a ten. They'd have to trade up to at least six. You don't think he gets past these other teams? Because Detroit. There's no way he makes it past. Detroit doesn't take six. Hawkinson. Um, if Penny Swell ends up in the top 10 again, the Bengals end up taking him. If the Falcons don't take him, the Falcons could very well take a QB as well. Um, well, I, I think I think uh, Carolina would trade up. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I don't think Ian Thomas is the solution. I think they're definitely looking for a cure at tight end. Yeah, he could be Get another too. versatile piece, though can add to DJ Moore. I mean, they lost Curtis Samuel. I don't know who the, the number two there is anymore. But then you, you add in Kyle Pitts. That's dangerous. And you got McCaffrey, also a threat out of the backfield. Bringing in Sam Darnold that we haven't even talked about yet. Mm-hmm. That could be a dangerous offense and a better situation. With a, Anything's better than the Jets. But yeah. the Jets are going to be good because Robert Sala, whatever. Cute boy. It's interesting to see yeah, these landing spots for sure for Chase, but as you said, if he doesn't land in the right spot at the one two, I'm probably not looking at him the same. Um, if I could get a running back that lands in the right position, which Pittsburgh seems to be my favorite for any of the running the top end running backs to land at. Um, I'm trying to think of another team right now that could use a running back. Um, none really jump out to me. Denver um, could probably take one. Yeah, Denver. Denver could Miami. probably take one, Miami. If they decided, which would hurt Miles Gaskin's stock severely. Um, even though Miles Gaskin played pretty well last year. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, he might get replaced. Um, 
I still think Arizona ends up taking one. James Conner is not the same James Conner. And even though I love Chase Edmonds, he's kind of built small and we haven't seen him play a full season. So, as the starter, I should say. Maybe the Jets they, here down here at 23. They need one for sure. Um, yeah, that would, that would make a lot of sense there. Yeah. Them and then... Which I don't really want to draft the Jets running the back, if I'm being honest. I mean, their offensive line is getting better. Um, Makai Becton is, is pretty good. But I do not want to draft the Jets running back at the two spot. Personally. I don't know. I, th- I think Robert Sala can really turn it around. He's going to get his guys later on in that draft, too. It is supposed um, to be a deep draft at O-line, is what I keep hearing. Like... I, th- I think the Jets could make it work. I mean, I'm not super, like, high on the Jets' offense after drafting Le'Veon. And, mm, yeah. Or not me, me drafting Le'Veon and him not panning out. Yeah, acquiring um, Le'Veon in some leagues after he was going for cheap. But, yeah, that is also another name that is still yet to sign anywhere. Um, and don't look past, I mean, if the Patriots don't trade up, they don't get their guy, if there's not their guy available at 15, don't be surprised if they trade down or get a running back in the second round. Mm. Because Sony Michelle ain't it with those knees. Then, I, uh, I think... Who's the, who's the other guy? I think they'll give Damian Harris some run. He had some good games at yeah. the back end of last year. Um, I'm not saying for sure they just avoid the position, thing and... but I don't know if they're gonna go out of their way to get like one of those top end, top end assets. You know, like I don't expect them to well, go in Najee or a Travis Etienne. 46. Who would make sense there? I feel like who I think they might end up with is like a Javante, a Javante Williams. Um, the North Carolina guy, Javante Williams, mm-hmm. or maybe even his teammate Michael Carter. Um, yeah. they might they might wait even longer. End up with a um, Jared Patterson out of Buffalo. Um, he's a little bit of a shorter guy, but had a very very good statistical year last year. Um, Chuba Hubbard tested poorly. They might take their chance and just take Chuba Hubbard. Um, there's a couple guys at the back end where you're just like you don't even know. Imagine if they end up with a Trey Sermon and they just pound the rock with him. You know he's gonna go late in drafts. So late in the draft. Is he eligible? He's in I the didn't draft. Know he was eligible to go. Yeah, he's in the draft. He also didn't test the best, but he's a bigger back. His elusive score and his agility score is like top ten percentile um, in the draft for his weight. Um, so his comparisons are kind of like. They've been giving him a Josh Jacobs type comparison. Not a good top end like forty time, but his agility and Josh elusiveness. I'm just telling you who he's getting compared to. I I'm not a big Josh Jacobs fan. I didn't acquire him on any of my teams since he's entered the league. I I've been out on him since he entered the league. Um but that's the comps for Trey right now is that he's elusive and he's agile, but he's not really a top end speed like run away from defenders kind of guy and he gets a Josh Jacobs comp and if you could get that guy in rookie drafts in the back end of the second maybe early third then I'll take that if he lands on the right roster if he lands on the Patriots for sure I'll take that 
lot of lot of stuff to come, uh, just based off positions. It's crazy how we're talking about running backs now, when uh, just the just the talk of McLaurin in the one hundred two, right? Yeah, it moves. Crazy swings. It, Crazy it swing moves. There. It just it just it gets you you get you get the rolling and it, and the conversation just kind of flows. Um, bringing it back to McLaurin in the one hundred two. My roster isn't gonna be in a compete now kind of position, and um, McLaurin's not old, but he's twenty five. But I do feel it's easier to acquire wide receiver talent than top end running back talent. Running backs True. at the top end of their p- potential and career could acquire quite a haul, while. I- Unless you find somebody who's a huge McLaurin lover, which in one league I did trade McLaurin. I had McLaurin on a, on a roster that I drafted to compete now. I traded him for three first-round picks. So, yeah. I, it, I'm just saying proven talent is better than hypothetical talent. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. You could bust. You could miss. It's always in the cards. While you've seen miss. McLaren do it already. I don't miss. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. You're right. I haven't made a single bad rookie pick ever. 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 I don't even know. Well, I don't even know which rookie I've done, you did in our I've in done startup. Two. Well, also, how, how often have you had first-round rookie picks to draft with? Shut up. I was about to say, now that I'm thinking about it. One of them turned into Amari Cooper. Yeah, you 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 got Amari Cooper for um my opportunity to draft you. Um, what was it, Michael Pittman? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> jury's still out on him, but we'll see how he plays with Carson Wentz. Um, the chemistry didn't get off on the right foot, though. I'll say that much. Yeah. And then I got Denzel Mims. Again, Ruggs. jury's still out on those guys. Yeah. No, Ruggs is, Ruggs is nice. He just got hurt. Mm, I don't know yet, man. I'm still out on Ruggs. I still got to see. He's alright, and he plays for a bad team. Yeah. But uh, I still got to see. Still Chase Claypool, 2.8. That, that was a nice pick. That was a nice pick for sure. I got Chenault at the 3.7. Yeah, I, I, he's not on I was about to say, I got him for... um. That kid that can never play. Heard Jalen Heard. Yeah, we we did a one for one. I got Chanel for Jalen Heard. Um, well, I only selected him for you. I know, but the fact that you still gave him, him to me for Jalen Heard is. Well, Jalen Heard wasn't hurt when we traded. I know, and I I like Jalen Heard too. I've been a big fan of Jalen Heard since he was coming into the league. My two sleepers that year when we first started playing Dynasty. Darren Waller and Jalen Hurd, and Jalen Hurd just can't get on the field. I feel if he has a chance to stay healthy, and he'll be a very cool utility guy to have out there, he'll probably end up being listed as multiple positions in fantasy too, which was something that I was expecting. That's another reason I drafted him. Um, but again, injuries just keep putting him out of it. Yeah, that's my guy. I'm. He, he has one more chance, and then he's done. You're only giving him one more? Oh, well, yeah. It's just not worth the roster spot at this point. Unfortunately, if we played in leagues where um, the taxi squad just kind of, like, c- 
continued until you. Oh, I'm talking. I'm talking about the Niners giving him. Oh, you're talking about chances. the Niners giving him chances. I feel like they'll within, stash him on the practice the squad. I don't think they just wave him. They probably stash him on the practice squad. Yeah, I. That's nothing though. I mean, because if he tears his ACL for three straight years, he's not even gonna want to play football anymore. Yeah, I would be out after the first one probably. I'm not built for that. I'm out before I tear it. <laughs> before you tear it, you you out? You got me messed the up. The first sore knee? You're like, mm, I don't know if it's supposed to hurt like that. I might have to have to call My it a career. Tired. I got to I got to go. Yeah, I got to call it a career, man. It was it was a nice training camp, but I think it's time for me to hang the cleats up. Speaking of hanging the cleats up, I think we're going to wrap this one up. It's been a nice chill podcast. Kind of just touched up on the draft a lot yeah um not not a super long episode for you guys though draft preview i hope you guys enjoyed this for our zero listeners that don't listen you keep saying zero listeners we got i got a couple on my side i want to shout out my wife she be listening giving us some criticism here and there don't be listening she be listening a little bit don't be listening listening let me hear some let me hear get her on the mic right now Uh, let me hear some criticism you ain't getting no criticism on the mic you you mind your business. Also, I have a couple listeners from work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Lauren Mills and her boyfriend who also has a podcast. And there's like Nicholas Tadevich. He has a podcast called Damn. Sweet Talk. Let's, and, let's um, get him on, bro. I'll, I am about it. He hasn't recorded in about a f- two months, though. But he had he was up to like 11 episodes. So they tuned into, I think, two of our episodes and said it wasn't wasn't we bad they enjoyed fans. it so i'm telling you we got we got listeners you know you <laughs> said we got fans nah but you know as this thing goes we probably end up with more you just gotta you just gotta give it time millions millions there you God go damn it. you gotta speak it millions. into existence millions <laughs> you laughing but if we stay consistent you never know you never know these are the early stages we'll see where it goes from here anyway it's been it's been a good one. Oh yeah all right, y'all boys. Till next time.